Welcome to, to another, another episode, episode of, of Driving, Driving to, to the Race with your favorite hosts. That will be Anelia. <laughs> and Larry. And Larry. <laughs> Good job, honey. Feels yeah. um, like you've done it. Yeah. We're on episode about 90 or something. We finally got it right. Um, I kind of wasn't 100% happy with it because I felt that I paused a little bit too long on a couple of the words. So it didn't quite, you know, go together. Okay, okay. Well, you know, we have a few more to go. We can practice. Okay. All get right. to Maybe when we get to a hundred times, we might have it right. Maybe, yeah. Although I, I kind of like how it kind of happens each yes. time and somehow, somehow different. Even though it's the same set of words. words. Yeah. It's almost like our topic. Yeah. What comes next? Are we going to get it right this time? <laughs> <laughs> We did talk about what, uh, either what, what was it, what comes next or, uh, last time, last time we talked about, uh, we talked about, are you ready for oh, this, this uh, pandemic in quote marks, uh, quotation marks to be over, to be over. And or then the you thought it was going to be over, but I kept saying, no, 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 it's just about, are you ready for it to be over? Yeah. Not that it's going to be over because... Even if it takes a different name, it's not over. The split is not over. But is the split depend the quote pandemic end quote? Is the split depending on the pandemic to be over? Right. For the split to be over? Mm -hmm. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stages, cycles, and to do. There's a lot of interesting aspects about that, and I thought today we could talk about what's next. You know, if like if it's over, over, then what is next? Right? What is next? Well, I saw something on um, on YouTube. You did? Yeah, I yes, said that the 2012 calendar thing, where the 2012 and the time starts over thing, remember that? Uh-huh. Was that Mayan or was... Yeah, the Mayan calendar. Well, the Aztec calendar has it for 26th of May, 2021, which was yesterday. Oh, okay. So it all starts yesterday. There's always a new and calendar, we, man. And we have a, I think we had a, um eclipse also. Yeah, people talked about the eclipse. So that happened, and now today total is the first day of the, the new world. A total eclipse According of the to sun. Aztecs, yeah. So what do you think about that? It is already... T it already happened. What did? 2012 and May 26, 2021. They both <laughs> already happened. Now it's the new world. It is next. It is next. Now we are at the next. Okay, well... What do you think? I look around when we go to the town and stuff, and I don't see next. I see process. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so uh, one of the things that um, you brought up earlier, I thought it was very important to remind individuals who are listening to the podcast, is that the energy of waiting to see what's next or responding to environmental factors is not what we are doing right now as a high frequency individual we are doing the we create the what next so it's important not to wonder what's going to happen next but actually say what do i want to happen next and then do it right carry on and do it so one of the side effects of uh, the last year thereabouts i don't know for everyone but for a lot of people I see around, and for when I try to find a crew, you know, to go fishing and do whatever mm -hmm. else, is a, a somewhat lackadaisical 
energy level like it's a little bit low mm -hmm. like to go do something create something that energy is um it's okay i'm fine if i don't have i don't it's sort of like everybody's a lottery winner they got three hundred dollars a week or thousand dollars a week unemployment they really don't need to do anything just go live their life however they wanted to you know mm -hmm. and um i don't know what a lot of them are doing but a lot of them aren't doing things like um creating things or doing things they're just like being mm. around you know mm -hmm. i see a lot of new bikes or reasonably nice cars or um, people at the beach enjoying their life you know mm -hmm. but they aren't so devoted to or and focused on like creating a thing a structure for everyone to go enjoy the beach they're just enjoying beach enjoying mm. life enjoying sun and so um when i hear you say it's time to start creating the new paradigm or the new life or the new whatever it feels like it sounds like in my ears that means we gotta put our nose to the grindstone and work and make it happen but is that what you mean or do you mean be living that life i think that the first question we need to ask is Larry, what's next? Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's it. That's the item, right? Yeah, I'm waiting to see what's next. And then I'm going to, you know, make fun of it with a meme or something. What would you make fun of next? Whatever's next, uh, you know, in the control mechanism of the light dark guys's game. They got oh, a, you're both the next pandemic your and the next uh, yeah. shot or the next uh, ETs. Oh, I Aerial saw the threat. ETs on 60 Minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I did watch 60 Minutes. It was on a, a video thing. I didn't watch TV to get to 60 Minutes, although it was on a TV and it was 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch TV. <laughs> You found it, you went out there, you It just you popped up it. all... No, I didn't. No? I was just sitting there minding my own business. Uh -huh. Probably, I don't know, I was probably, you know... YouTubing? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I have watched the YouTube video. YouTube is your new Facebook, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I, I, I have watched, I've been cramming my brain up with the experiences of people and how to do stuff. Like if I want to... Dig a well. Dig a well. I mean, my general idea of how to dig a well was the yellow pages. I mean, that probably dates me a little bit. <laughs> they don't have yellow age. pages anymore. <laughs> or touchstone phone. Anyway, yeah, I would Google it <laughs> or duck, duck, go it, drill a well, and there would be like five or six companies, and I'd call them and see what the best price is and the fastest service, and ba-dam, there's a well. <laughs> but apparently... Apparently... It's not a terrifically difficult kind of thing to do, especially in the environments that we live in. You can just use a hammer and a piece of metal with some holes in it, and then you just bang it down into the ground because mm -hmm. it's sand. Mm -hmm. Or you can use a pressure washer and a PVC pipe, and zzz, 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 there you go, 30 feet deep. Mm. It literally, um, any old guy or gal in the hot sun can do it in an afternoon. It's weird, isn't it, to figure and out? It's, it was a mystery, yeah. Yeah, so but it also like, has the energy of lack. You know, you, this is not something you can do, so that you're dependent on the right. On the it's it's a yeah. It's like city water or whatever. Yeah, there's a pipe 
the water is hooked up to. That's how you get water. You turn on the thing and water comes out. Or you go to the store and you buy it in a jug. Mm -hmm. Or you get a distiller and you pour dirty water in it and you get out clean water that you can drink or, you know, all of those things. Just the very, the very act of being self-sufficient to the degree that you can if you need, if you want. Mm -hmm. or need mm -hmm. you can dig a well i always like and out comes water it's not that hard yeah what i was fascinated about was that um a lot of the well at least one of the videos or two of them had people drilling uh doing a well like you mentioned with the pipes and the hammers and everything in their backyard in the middle of a city which was fascinating to me and they were like covering it up and say okay here it is if you have an emergency everybody doesn't have water you will <laughs> yeah they shut off the city water because they have they have in certain cities they've shut off the water for a while to yeah. see what happens and the water they get is dirty or mm -hmm. contaminated well, or i used to live in sacramento for many years and i had to get a whole house filter mm -hmm. because every time i showered my my skin would just peel off <laughs> i'm not surprised and Sacramento then waters. i got the the distiller uh -huh. and the the jug what was left behind was a sludge at the bottom of it yeah. that stank horrible horrible i'm like oh my gosh every time you drink a glass of water you're putting all that in your body it was horrible and it was the stench was just insane yeah i mean if you Sacramento's were if you were dependent on tap water that's been recycled in a sense you know, you gathered and treated and, and everything else. The There's a lot of stuff in it for sure. And all of, now it's full of nanobots huh, from people's pee. <laughs> yeah, probably now. If yeah, half of everyone's got that shot, then half of everyone's been peeing their little nanoproteins or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not made up. You can look that up. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, those ain't going to kill you. It's kind of like a uh, toxin in your environment. You move away from that environment, no more problem. Maybe that's one of the reasons you suggested that living in the city might make your life more difficult. Yeah. This is one of the reasons. It is one of the reasons. Like yeah. You're living in a toxic environment with more toxins. Mm -hmm. It's just going to make it hard for yourself. Yeah. But if you're tough and you can do it, why not? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. But dig a well in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> dig a well. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah, so I was watching digging wells, and there's quite a few different techniques. And they're all fairly easy. I mean, you can even literally go on Amazon and say emergencywellkit.com. And there's a box <laughs> comes in the mail with the pipes and stuff and dig your own on well. Amazon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it doesn't cost very much for everything. Or you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or one of the and home buy all places. The bits and bobs, yeah. You can buy the bits. They have it. Or, you know, watch the videos and get the stuff and make it yourself. Yeah. All of the things are doable. I'm not... In our environment, super worried about water because we're literally, we live, what, 10 miles away from the largest undeveloped lake in <laughs> yes. the state. Yes. That is very true. We do have access to water. Um, but I like the feeling yeah. of, oh, this isn't a mystery. Exactly. Yeah. I can yeah. do it. I could. I can understand it. I can comprehend it's it. It's not a it. mystery and it's not hard. Yeah. You're not, I'm not dependent exactly. on other yeah. for a thing right. i can figure it out myself yeah which i think might you might have noticed it manifested itself a little bit around here the last couple of days how i built a porch oh you did yeah i built a uh, seat for our um wood-fired yeah. horse trough hot tub yes yeah, yeah. You did. you've been very productive 
Yeah. So you're watching those videos and then boom, 60, 60 minutes, minutes pops up. in. <laughs> Just interjected and it was about aliens. And I remember we had talked about aliens at some point in one of our podcasts um, a few months. A few times, yeah. A few months ago that the next thing to pop in would probably be aliens. Um, UFOs. I thought maybe they would go to the COVID-21 first and then the aliens, but they have to introduce the aliens slowly and build it up. Right. And but so would be when, I, when I see a mainstream thing, New York Times has that article out for a couple of years now. Yeah. But now, 60 Minutes, mainstream TV. That's and the, the show core. Part, that's the core yeah, mainstream TV, 60 that's Minutes. That's the core. Yeah. The, the, the show itself introduced the topic in a way that if I was like total, I suppose, been conditioned to not accept that there's such a thing as alien ships mm -hmm. or all that UFOs are, they've all been proven to be swamp gas and stuff like that. Right, right. That I would see that and I would go, hmm, they are a real thing. Yeah. They... They've now, they just got new sensors. It's just now they just figured it out. Mm -hmm. They have new sensors and they're trying to figure out how to, you know, what are these things? Are they a threat? Are they not? Mm -hmm. We don't have any control over them. They're in our airspace. If they were Russian fighter jets or Russian airplanes or Chinese airplanes doing the same thing, we'd be flipping out. But since we don't know what they are, we pretend they don't exist. Well, they <laughs> exist and we need to do something about it. Kind of right, have that. Right. So and basically, they're a real an physical <laughs> thing, a physical thing on multiple spectrums, radar. Yeah. And they had pictures like from the camera inside yeah. the jet, the guy on his iPhones. Oh, wow. Taking pictures and they're real silver. Little ball things. They weren't really like a ball. One looked like a little rocket with little wings on, little mm -hmm. tiny stubby things on it. And just all kinds of weird, weird shape to it. But it didn't look, it doesn't look terrestrial meaning it looks like nothing that you've ever seen before mm -hmm. now at the same breath you know the guy talking about it had its um, operating en envelope i guess in techno speak basically you know it's altitude and it's speed and it's right. range and it's go from eighty thousand feet to zero in a second and it can go thirteen thousand miles an hour and it can alter its direction and speed instantly and you know a, mm -hmm. kind of a lot of technical data about it which led me to believe that they know more about that thing than that I know. <laughs> than they say they just don't know anything about it uh -huh. you know what i mean yeah so it's like yeah. we're introducing our tech right. as alien tech yeah. we're not saying it's alien tech but we're saying it's not something we have wink wink right. kind of like but also the whole wrap around the, the the psychological subliminal messaging is it's either russian it could be russian or chinese right and if it was we should be very worried because exactly. russians and the chinese are our enemies exactly so already there's a there's a, those are enemies right and so these Energy. things are also right enemies yeah. so it's sort of piggybacking it it's a it psychological is, yeah. game they it use is psychological game, yeah. so if i were i guess i'm i guess what are they word you want to use a person that feels like the news is what actually is true. Right. Especially 60 Minutes. And 60 Minutes has a history that you can yeah. count on yeah. of exposing things and yeah. telling the truth about things. Mm -hmm. 
they they consider this a real thing. Mm-hmm. It is a real thing. The military considers it a real thing. And now they're taking it seriously, not pretending it doesn't exist or making fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. So that means you don't need to make fun of people when they talk about UFOs now. Right, right. But you need to consider they're not just a no threat. Right. They're doing things that if somebody else that we know was doing, we would be all over it. Yes. So they are a threat. Yes. <laughs> but subtle. That's very subtle. Don't directly call it a threat, right? Transfer. It's yeah. a transference. Anyways, yeah. I bet you if you find, you talk to your um, army friends, if you have them, about if they saw it or what they think about UFO stuff now, they'd be go, hmm. They would have a feeling about them that's not ridicule. It's a mm. different feeling. They've transferred the ridicule feeling to a to different feeling. Yeah. I like, so I, I was watching about making a tractor thing this morning. Uh-huh. And a jet propulsion laboratory girl, sort of a nerd girl, older nerd girl, um, yeah, our age, I say older, <laughs> 50, 60, and uh, experienced with a whole bunch of gadgets around, science-type science, science uh-huh. type girl. She has a channel. She talks about things that are interesting to her, you know. And in this case, she was just like, Gonna have to give me a minute. I watched sixty minutes. Really? They introduced aliens or did this these craft. Uh-huh. They're not they are our own, they're this, and it's real. And yeah. I'm not quite sure what to do about it or how to think about it. It could be and she started to speculate about things, and one of those were they were a three dimensional um, projection of a five-dimensional object in our space, and that's mm-hmm. part of the reason they move around and go fast and things like that. It's like the paper and the finger that goes through and the yeah. flatties, the normies, yeah. or the way that you've described the sun uh-huh. is a pencil through a piece of paper, and you're seeing the sun, but the sun is not just the part that you see. Right. The sun exists on more dimensions than the 3D that your eyes are allowed data in it. Or your yeah. mind comprehends that. Well, she was thinking of the same kind of things. She, she was a bit, a bit overwhelmed at first. You know, it was mm-hmm. like she was having a visceral, true response, which was, "I have to readjust my entire world view mm-hmm. because yeah. now this is a real thing and not a ridicule thing. Right. Now I have to really actually look at it from a science perspective." Right. 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 It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. She didn't jump to threat. She jumped to, I need to quantify. Right. Understand. Right. Yeah. Which, the next part, it's like, um, and those, who the, creates the next part? They're creating right. the next part subtly through the introduction, through the channels that they have, which mm-hmm. are mainstream news and TVs and videos and images and the narrative they control leads you to consider and think and create in a certain way. The next part. Their next part. Their next part. So what about our next part? What have have we done? Yeah. What do we say about these crafts and their existence and and what what are you creating with them in a sense? What are you, what do you say? Those crafts and these beings, no, I don't know about those particular crafts, but UFOs have been with us forever since humanity was here. So they're not like Neo in any way or form. 
Um, and to me, the next part is what kind of communication or co-creation do we want with them, right? These particular ones that are being released, I think you're right. I think they're probably human technology. Some of them, at least. Yeah. Um, being kept under wraps for some sort of false flag thing. It feels that way. Um, so it's different for... It's, it, to me, it's like, what next? It's not about whether they exist or don't exist or they just arrived on earth or whatever so, you know it's not it's not that with regards to the ufos yeah we don't look at you don't look at that as a it's an unknown threat that we need to um, spend a trillion dollars and go investigate it with our military mm-hmm. and create and make sure we have the proper defenses against that's not the creation that you're after with them yeah. yours is there's a very very different frequency individuals and um, groups, mm-hmm. and they've been here ever since the very start. Mm-hmm. They didn't just come here tomorrow or yesterday or 1950 or anything. Mm-hmm. And our our frequency is shifting in our split from a low dark 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 light to maybe we wanted to no maybe we want to create a light paradigm, mm-hmm. and in the light paradigm, our communication with these crafts and the creatures in them is of a high frequency nature which means what co-creation right co-create what what do you create together do you gaia is interested in interstellar experience is that what we said before so yeah yeah part of getting interstellar is connection with who's interstellar right you're not an island Mm -hmm. although it sure appears to be that we're an island (laughs) Well, depends who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, if a light being encounters a light dark being, a light being interstellar individual creates mm-hmm. and contacts and sees light dark individuals, like tons and tons of them, they're probably not interested in establishing a communication with them, right? Probably not, no. Because that invites in something that I think you've written about in some of your books. Mm-hmm. A, a, dark, a light, dark, a dark infection, or something like that. Is that what it was? Well, I don't think so. I don't think it works that way at this level. Mm-hmm. At the level of let's have an experience and let's see what happens. Yeah, but I think that this universe is pretty well educated about that now. What happens when you want to have a light, dark experience? So it's sort of like the light aliens. I guess that's the word. I'm just going to use it to describe light beings who are interstellar. Come and visit. They've been visiting for... They've been here. Last week, let's say, they come visit or they go look or whatever. And everybody's going and getting super duper blackout drunk at the bar. And they're like, eh, I don't really want to. Yeah, not interested. It's kind of like that. It's like totally different frequency. Right, right. Like, we don't really want to talk about that or meet you or even go to the bar or even see what you do when you go to the bar. Right. Like the, the other little video I was watching oh the other day, God. I had to shut it off. And she was only pretending. She was only pretending to be at the bar. She was at home, actually, by herself, <laughs> and she was pretending to be clubbing and going. She was really good, though. She was very I good. I think she might have some practice. <laughs> I think she's a good observer. Of, or a very good observer. Of humanity. Or both. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, after a while, it's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. 
And so maybe it's a little like that. And so when you move into a split and start embodying high frequency light, high frequency light only, then they will and are interested in establishing communication. And if you are still light dark and you're thinking of them as threat, they're just like, yeah, keep going to the bar. We're not going to come over and talk to you. I'm not, really not interested. There's just nothing, nothing I want to talk to you yeah. about. There's nothing interesting there. We don't care what kind of booze there is. <laughs> <laughs> but how about Saturn? Oh, yeah, you were telling me a little bit Being about Saturn. Being our original sun. I've heard that before. And uh, obviously a different wavelength of sun. It was mm -hmm. a dwarf, brown dwarf, something. So it put out a different frequency of light than mm -hmm. uh, the sun that we have right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, electric universe stuff. And uh, I haven't heard about the electric universe stuff, but... That's... Well, we can we can look up... Do I'll, I'll, I'll play a podcast for you. A, a new higher side chat talks about it. And it's interesting. Like, right. our ocean's water came from Saturn... And the water in the rings of Saturn matches the water in our um, oceans. Nice. And it's created and salty through the mm -hmm. effect of the electric nature of the sun. Well, it was a sun. And that it's uh, electric got short-circuited by that new sun because the new sun was higher higher voltage. Oh. So it kind of like so sucked the juice out uh -huh. and then left it in a state it's... that it's in. And it's still there. Mm -hmm. And the plasma show that you could see from that happening was observed by ancient civilizations mm -hmm. and they recorded it images of what they saw and if you look at those now you or me we look at those on the wall we go like interesting squiggles don't mean anything to me but if you research high energy plasma you will oh, see those like... exact images mm. there's like 25 images the plasma makes and that's some of them wow. so they had like they were seeing in the sky images of high energy plasma exchange because wow. you can't miss that i'm sure you know what's fascinating about saturn yeah. is that there's a whole bunch of awakened individuals who swear they that saturn is being used um and it's the core of the dark paradigm yep okay, so saturn cult Dyke and um, what's his name david ike yeah, I think he's one of those individuals who will say Saturn is evil and or something. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's Saturn the place or Saturn, Saturn the cult. place. The place. Oh. Is and they use Saturn. They have all these control mechanisms and machines and everything to bombard Earth. Oh, and recycle souls and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Collect the, them. Yeah. Reprogram them. There's a whole bunch of people who you, look at that and see that. Um, which would be interesting because it, there's a lot of victim-aggressor energy in that paradigm of belief. And there's also um, yeah, a lot of data and things that support their thesis. And then there's the other side. There's just as many who talk about Saturn being our original sun and the core of life-giving for us as humans is more natural, it's better, more enlightened, as it were. You know, so it's really fascinating, isn't it? It is, it is. It's like, oh... Saturn's, Satan's salt, so... Oh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. It's such a, it's such a confusing mess. Yes, Because it is. everything you've been taught mm -hmm. is backwards mm -hmm. 
incomplete. So left is right, right is left now. That's people, not the sun, that's the yeah. sun, but that's not, yeah. that's, a, that's a gas giant and stars are hydrogen explosions, but they're not. <laughs> they're something else. It's cold in the middle and hot on the outside. And if it's an explosion, it'd be hot in the middle and cold on the outside and it's diverse. Everything's backwards. Yeah. No longer is it okay, able, when it, and it's actually probably approaching closer to the understanding of the true nature of reality, which is... All things are actually true. true. <laughs> and backwards is true, as is not backwards. Both mm -hmm. of those are true. Yeah. They are what you're creating and experiencing. Yeah. So it's perfectly reasonable to create a heliocentric or a whatever the one is where the sun's in the middle and the plants go around it and everybody's sitting still. Yeah. That's perfectly fine and doable and creatable and believable and consciously experienceable. Yeah. You literally experience it as reality. Yeah. No different than the one where the earth is still and the sun's going around it. Yeah. If that's what you've been raised with, born with, every, every belief of, all yeah. the data, you can use your eyes and see the sun clearly does that. It does that, yeah. That's as You're true an experience as any other. Yeah. The one where the sun's a comet going through space and it collects things yeah. and it's... Uh, like a it's <laughs> a cone behind it yeah. of less dense matter because it's Including like <laughs> got a wake in it. You know, it's going through the quote unquote nothing in the galaxy <laughs> or the universe. The nothing is actually something, ether or whatever. And it's punching a hole through a little bit where the electric nature and the magnets and, you know, the magnetosphere around it or whatever. It's like creating a a tail space and in the tail space the planets and other things follow along mm -hmm. because it's less resistance sort of like following a semi-truck if mm -hmm. you follow a semi-truck real close yeah yeah similar so if saturn was our original sun how come we don't go around saturn well because we don't go around anything <laughs> <laughs> really but okay. things go around <laughs> Things go around and we just happen to be. Well, going so let's too. just imagine <laughs> that Saturn was going through the sky. I didn't look any research of this. I didn't really follow it up on it yet. I just saw it introduced to the concept, although I'd heard about it before. Mm -hmm. I never really heard about it, heard about it, really thought about it. So imagine Saturn's going around and the sun's going around and they come close to each other and they're like a magnet. And so a strong magnet pulling the weaker magnet closer and it gets caught in the tail of the bigger magnet mm -hmm. or the bigger electrum thingy mm -hmm. and so the sun picks us picked us up at some sun point? picked us up at some point yeah oh. they didn't exactly collide but they right. came into con close enough contact that they had an influence on each other yeah. attracted or whatever and it sucked saturn in which included all of us yeah. and it became part of the sun's corona tail oh. and so in part of doing that it's like have you ever noticed if you have a a uh, fluorescent light bulb. You know what those are? Yes. And you hold it with your hand and you touch one of those Tesla coil things. You know, they have the little sparklies oh, yeah. inside. Oh, yeah. If you touch that and that, the fluorescent light will light up. Yes. And if you do your feet on the carpet really hard to get a lot of electrics, it can do the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's similar to what they're talking about with the sun and Saturn. It just basically collected it and 
lit it up and absorbed the energy out of it. Basically killed the battery in a way. And then uh, once it had absorbed it and all of that excited energy all around calmed down, then the, the plasma around the Saturn itself and all the planets itself, their own magnet disappears. So like the Northern Lights stuff, how it lights up, mm-hmm. all that stuff turned off. So it's like a light switch can turn on, turn off, mm-hmm. go to high frequency, high intensity, medium density, low intensity. So there's like an entirety of concept that most of us haven't even scratched the thought of. Mm-hmm. Not all of us haven't. There's mm-hmm. some who've been saying this for decades. Decades, hundreds, or even thousands of years. <laughs> if not hundreds of years, yeah, that this is a concept and this is va- valid and it's true. Mm-hmm. And the math that people use that are there encouraged to use creates hydrogen bombs and military stuff. So that's basically why we keep it. It doesn't answer the questions. You have to come up with wild inventions like dark matter and multiple universes and other kind of things that aren't uh, mathematically usable, but they sort of add the mysterious dust to the equation to make it actually equal zero or whatever number (laughs) they got to get it to equal, right? And it's a strange language that a person, normal person, isn't capable of really understanding. They just said this huge string of stuff and that's supposed to mean something and they say it does and look obviously <laughs> they're very smart so it means something right, right. whereas the other concepts using an electric universe are measurable observable by a normal person and the math adds up and equals zero without adding strange mysterious thingies uh-huh. and uh, it makes sense too you know mm-hmm. so it's like what comes next an entire different concept of what your universe is made of and how it functions Mm. and a different physics and a different science and a different method and a different uh, output a different relationship with the things that are in the sky and a high frequency light split meaning it relationships with high frequency light non non earth terrestrials i guess (laughs) that's Creating that, I mean, what do you do with that? You um, drop the low-frequency engagements, in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does that work? Moving forward, what's next? Drop the low-frequency engagements, and then you'll see something else? <laughs> yeah, I guess actively, um, actively, in a sense, allow in a different experience of reality. So... I think not even allow in because that's passive too. Yeah, I suppose that's not the right word. But when I was when I was listening last night, it was an interesting thing, which was like people are mesmerized and hypnotized. It feels like there's a lot of people who see everything in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when uh, I think it was a, as I was listening last night, it was a right brain and left brain type um, process. If you uh, Really focus your attention, energy, and training on, say, your right brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if I got them correct, right brain or left brain, which one's the creative one, which one's the analytical one. But basically, uh, when we go to school and we're taught to um, see, copy, repeat back, wrote over and over again type of a 
So attention. The, the one structure, one side of your brain is really given all the attention. The other one is not so much. So that type of education means uh, we'll give you the question and the answer. You better learn it. So that when you ask back. that question, you can repeat it back and then you get an A++. Right. So that creates a certain train of thought, a certain brain, brain structure, structure that's dominant yeah. over yes. another brain, yeah. brain structure. When Tell me what the question is. Tell me what the answer is and I will repeat it. That's the brain that it creates. Right. And uh, so when that um, authority basically tells you this is what is true and this is what you need to be worried about and this is the answer to it, mm -hmm. take this shot or whatever, you can't see outside of that. Right. That brain is the one trained to be dominant and take control. Right. So when you um, exercise the other one and you spend all of your attention on the other, other hemisphere of the brain... How do you do that? Well, I think... Um, creative thought, music, um, that kind of creation, creational energy where you're creation. creating things yeah. that haven't existed before, mm -hmm. exercising your um, mindful, like um, when you meditate, you sort of withdraw from the analytical and you move out of one, and then you're in a none that has uh, access to both or either. Mm. You allow more intuitive ins, mm -hmm. intuition. I suppose those are some of the things. I imagine you might have some ideas too. Um, let me think. Well, let's see. From the perspective of I will give you the question, I will give you the answer, and I repeat. I would say the person to step out of that brain structure and create a new brain structure to work from would be to step outside and ask questions that you haven't heard before. Yeah. So why are the leaves green? We were taught in school because of chlorophyll and the sun, sun and all that double stuff, yeah. right? So something that is related to the leaf and being green, right? So, for example, you could say, um, do we all experience green the same way? That's not a question that is asked very much on social level university level people do <laughs> right but it's already expanding right and then you look and see if there's any other people who give responses to that and somebody will say nope everybody experiences different but the agreement is that when you look at that that's green so now we know that that's green but there's no way. and another person says well there's no way to know because there's no way to measure or see what another person is seeing right yeah you can't quantify a perception quantify. exactly um and another one would be well the leaf what does the leaf think about it is the leaf does the leaf know it's green now that's that you're getting there right yeah. <laughs> so that's expanding bits of your brain that is not they're not normally used and a lot of people when you start going okay so what does the green perceive itself to be what color does a leaf perceive itself to be a lot of people that will then go, ah, that's just silly nonsense, and walk away. And that's the one that, where the brain asking the questions that they already were taught were proper, good questions and the answers to them. Those are the ones that walk away, the ones that can't step out of that. And yeah, the people they're mesmerized, who stay, in a sense. Yeah, and the people who stay to question what does the leaf perceive to be its, its color, those are the ones who are exercising their brain in the other way, questions that are not asked and answers that are not wrote. So, in a sense, exploring, actually, it's what our true nature is, curiosity. Mm -hmm. The curiosity and allowing yourself to 
ask questions and answer, find answers to questions that are not um, already answered even, I guess. Is exactly, that what you're saying? Exactly, yeah. So is that in our original sun? I mean... You can truth it whoa. too. <laughs> sure, you can truth it, but you can explore it. That's an, I mean, you go down that rabbit hole, that's a giant rabbit hole of stuff. Yes, tons and tons of tons data. Tons and tons of data at. to look at, but those are... And then... The most important part of that, even if the question has been, uh, has been asked before and you find like tons and tons of data, the most important part of it is that you're exercising the part of your brain or your mind that doesn't receive like a, like this is the answer part that you have to repeat. Mm -hmm. You have to actually figure it out out of a thousand answers, which one is the one that you're going to adapt. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right, right. So uh, from the mesmerized state, most of us have the same question. It's like, hey, my uh, blah, 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 my daughter, my wife, my co-workers are mesmerized. How on earth can I get them to be not mesmerized mm. so that they accept in different data and uh, actually, um, uh, you know, not so much buy everything spoon-fed to them, mm -hmm. I guess. But essentially, really, most of the time, we have an agenda about that. It's like, how do I get them to open their eyes and change their mind and not off themselves or whatever? Mm. How do I get them to not just believe everything that's said and not even accept that there might be a different answer, let alone you should look? <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sure all of us have that experience. Someone we know or care about or someone we just know maybe we work with them and you say hey man you gotta check this out and they look at it and they say bullshit <laughs> say, but you didn't look it's like okay okay i'll look and they look they don't. and they look but they don't look yeah they look and they're okay i looked at it <laughs> autopilot says bullshit bullshit bullshit. it's bullshit <laughs> i've been i've been met i've been trained that this is that bullshit, this is bullshit. i believe what I believe, so this is bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. how do you break through that? Yeah. Mesmerism, me mesmerization. Yeah. And uh, is that mesmerization actually someone's choice to stay there? Yeah, because they, I mean, we can go into the, I've been programmed this way and blah, blah, but at the same time, there's, People who went to the same schools, had the same family, everything else, exactly the same. And they are larger thinkers, right? They think outside of the box. So is it a choice? Absolutely it's a choice. Each person chooses what programs they integrate and be, make them themselves, right? Who they are. Everybody chooses that. And it might shock you and surprise you, but even individuals who stepped out of that mesmerized condition in a... Like that, that are looking around and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm not believing the script, and I'm not believing the answers they're giving me." And when somebody like Dr. Cohen says, "There's no viruses," they don't just go, "Ah, that's bullshit." They go, "What? Wait, that's a really strange to statement to make." I yeah, wanna, I'm going to look at how that. How would you think that you're a doctor? Yeah, I'm. Going we to all look know at there's that. viruses. 
I'm going to look at that. Okay, I'm going to research and I'm going to see why would you say that? Why would that? you say that? Yeah, exactly. Even so. those individuals. Yeah. Even you and me, who I think you know, we're pretty broad-minded and we can allow new information in, pretty good information into our lives. We are mesmerized too. What? Like ninety percent. Ninety percent. Ninety-eight percent, maybe, mesmerized. Probably, yeah. Probably, I we would, I would agree with that. Working from programs and wrote answers and everything else. Sometimes to def different degrees. Say, for example, in one area of your life, you might be a hundred percent. In a different area, you might be only twenty percent. Yeah. Mesmerized. But yeah, every single person has that. And part of the work that I've done since 2010 is to try and get people out of that in every area of their life, from sex to work to relationships to money to working like every day, being, are they in present time or not? Or what kind of programs are they running? Every aspect of my work is to get them out of the mesmerized condition as much as possible. Because once you step out of that mesmerized condition in different areas of your life, that's when you become sovereign and empowered. Then you make choices out of like real choices rather than a program that says you have to make that choice. Yep. <laughs> you have been, and it's made a big difference in a lot of a lot of lives, you know. Mm -hmm. Just the fear processing alone changes your reaction and your response to what you've been trained to do with fear. If you're afraid, right. you're supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. um, I think... So what comes next? What comes next? Right? What's next? What's next is, like, what are they doing next? What is he doing next? What is she doing next? These people in your lives, these governments that are in control, quote-unquote, of the territory that you exist on, whether it's the city, the reservation, the state, the country. The neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. Some neighborhoods have... Very intense. <laughs> very intense um Structures of control, right? <laughs> yeah. So what is the HOE going to do next? What are you going to do next? So it's like um, you feel powerful and powerless at the same time in the sense that if you live in a neighborhood with an HOA who's very strict and strong with their dictates and their list of okay do's and don'ts, Mm -hmm. and their ability to control based on the agreement that you signed, giving them the power to do all of that, mm -hmm. just for the right to be there. So, like, they came to your son's house and cut his vines off of his window that he loved very much, mm -hmm. and he couldn't stop them. Mm -hmm. what, what next if they decide something, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, in the sense of you feel a bit powerless because you've given, in some form or another way, your agreement to have this in your life, and you get benefits from it. 
The HOA makes everybody's houses pleasing to your senses and your eyes and sense of orderliness. But it also means that you're not free to do whatever the heck you want. Mm -hmm. You need to conform to what you've previously agreed to. So what do you do next uh, includes what what agreements have you already made? So like with the HOA, if they decide, yeah, maybe in the state of California, you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. But in our HOA club, you have to wear a mask no matter what, because we don't know who is and who isn't, mm. for example. Mm-hmm. And we don't have a, or allow exemptions, et cetera. Who, who knows? I'm just using that as a rough example. Right, right. So what's next? Well, in a sense, what's next, we're, we don't know because we don't know what the HOA is going to do next. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, are we powerless to create what comes next? In other words, do we take over the HOA and become the HOA and we just enforce the things that we want? Or, <laughs> or what do you know? Same thing with our, um, like our reservation. It's locked down until end of October at the earliest, something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, it's tough to be um, object to it because I don't personally earn income or get support through tourists right. being there. Right. And so my experience of it is less people, which I happen to prefer, <laughs> and um, less pe- less activity. It's more pristine, mm-hmm. more open and empty, and yeah. you know. Yeah. Less Lone wolfy, <laughs> less, less, yeah, just less drunk people, less alcohol, less uh, stuff. And, you know, on the negative side, there's a lot of people really, really, really enjoying the experience of ex- experiencing just... that space. That place is intensely beautiful. Yeah. And their experience of it, most all of them, is also that high, high, oh my God, this is just great. Yeah. So... You know, you're in a mixed emotional state of, is this good, is this bad, it's okay, it's not okay, but it's yeah. outside of my control. Right. But I I have consented to it by empowering the tribal government as it is mm-hmm. and continue to allow it to exist. And living there. And living there, right. And I have a very good idea of what comes next there. Mm-hmm. And the things that I would prefer, the state of being that I would bring, you know, want to live in. Mm-hmm. Those are incompatible with what comes next. Mm. What comes next isn't going to be... It isn't a thing that some form of changing now is going to um, do anything besides call blame on yourself for bringing, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So you almost like feel like what comes next, you have to wait for those who've chosen the light dark side to go have their light dark experience and get it done and over with so we can continue. It's like, Mm. feel like you have to wait for that. Where you're mixed, where you're not mixed, like our, um, the Fossil Beach property we bought with a group of high frequency individuals Mm -hmm. and we all pitched in money equally or whatever equally as we could have. And do we agree to govern ourselves uh, through experiments? This one, sociography, and little groups can make decisions and consensus and, you know, um, create the structures that we're interested in having together and how to go about it. Well, 
Is that the kind of what's next? Where you focus on the new thing entirely and you don't do anything in the place that you also exist in, like on the res, for example. Mm -hmm. What do you do about that? Mm. See what I mean? It's like the HOA. They have <laughs> control and you've given it to them. And if you um, go ahead and create the other reality, the light-dark experience of the split is going to come up eventually. Yeah. And if yeah. you're premature in your thing, you're really only interfering and engaging, going to be a part of that light-dark split as the, um, you're the blame, maybe, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you feel, at least I feel like, let them have their experience and get over with. But it also means that you got to wait for them to have the experience because they're there right now, right? <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. So I'm a bit confused. Well, I think one of the aspects of what I teach you is let them have that experience, but don't feed it. Right. Don't add energy to it. Like the stickers. <laughs> right. I could never get the sticker machine to print. <laughs> yeah. And I so want to put some stickers up. I, know. I think I might do it anyway because, you know, I can resist anything but... Temptation? <laughs> but righteousness in your <laughs> righteous case. temptation. <laughs> you can resist anything but righteous temptation. <laughs> right, right. Although I'm getting better at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, way better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, go on. What do you... What do you... <laughs> what, do you what do you suggest, honey? Um, about what? So allow them to have the experience, sure. But don't feed it. Don't feed it. Mm -hmm. So you don't jump in the middle of it and try to restructure the system in the middle of its process. No. You do, in a sense, have to wait for that process to, to finish. Finish its pro. Finish its cycle. Maybe? Cycle. Yeah. Well, now we can experiment, in a sense, with creating in the spaces that we fully control the way that we want it to be, maybe? Right, right. So I guess in a sense, you can enter into these other spaces that were, let's say, mixed all together. Mm -hmm. Like there's 50, 60, 80% light, dark, and 20 or 30% light, maybe. I don't know if I added the math up right. Some percent that are not quite decided. They're a little bit on the fancy out. Mm. You forgot so they, the percentage of dark. And some percentage of dark, yeah. <laughs> There's the light dark. I only call it all light dark. Okay. Dark and light, light and dark. But it's not pure dark. Dark and light dark <laughs> together. <laughs> but dark's its own, light dark's its own, light's its own, yeah. and undecided is its own. Yeah. There's no undecided. So they They're all decided. One. They just yeah. haven't um, jumped in the boat one well, or the have. other. They have. Everybody's jumped on their boat right already. Okay. Well, in that case, there's no point in trying to convince people one way or the other because they picked. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. They actually, everybody actually picked in 2011. This is just the implementation of that pick. Ooh. Speechless. <laughs> yeah, because... It's like you're arguing with walls. Yeah. You can much. tell the wall all day long that, you know, wall, you should be, you shouldn't be white. I mean, you should be gray. <laughs> Come on, wall, change. Yeah. 
and uh, it'll stay white unless you change your lighting and you can make it look gray, but it's gonna be white <laughs> in the core of it. <laughs> yeah. So spend your time and your focus and your energy essentially creating the new things that you want to enjoy. Exactly. Expanding your mind to allow in more data than what you're fed. Uh-huh. Um, Step exercise out of the both ex- exercise other sides of your brain so that your more expanded awareness is turned up and not turned down because mm-hmm. now's a good time to be open your eyes and look around mm-hmm. and know what's coming if you mm-hmm. can. I mean, if you knew it was coming tomorrow, mm-hmm. would you want to know? Yes. How about next week? Yes. How about next year? Yes. Well, not everybody's probably going to say yes. You're going to say no. <laughs> I will say, do I want to know what's coming tomorrow? Only in a general enough sense that I am prepared, but not so much so that it's like, no point in really getting up. I know what's happening. It's like, today's a better day. I just stay in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, maybe. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow is going to be fine. Day after tomorrow. No, just stay in bed. Skip tomorrow. Day after that. Yeah, that's not exactly the experience of life I'm after. (laughs) Right. I want to like walk out the door, get into it and say like, Oh my God, it's raining today. Mm. I thought it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So Rain a little today. bit of surprise is okay with me. Mm. But I would like to be married to someone who knows. <laughs> and I could say, hey, should I stay in bed today? <laughs> Some mornings. And I'll say, uh, you better uh, stay in bed. You go, I'm getting up. <laughs> I'm getting up. i got to see what's happening that I should stay in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit of work to do there. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the expansion of your awareness so that you know what's common and you're reasonably prepared for it because this is exciting times. Mm-hmm. And so a true human, a light human, has an expanded sense of awareness. Is yes. that true? Uh-huh. Uh, also true, a dark human. Mm-hmm. Has yes. an expanded sense of awareness. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we went about. We got circled back, didn't we? <laughs> circled back. <laughs> yep, we circled back. Okay. Well, I was trying to go somewhere with this, and I've I've lost it. <laughs> you lost your you lost your way, huh? I've lost my way. So how about I just ask you, honey? How about if you ask the leaf, what is it like to be green? Okay. What did the leaf say? It likes, it says great. No, it says what is green. (laughs) No, it says green, great. It says what is green. So you have to tell the leaf what green is. And then it will say fabulous. Well, I think I skipped a step because I asked the leaf, um, what do you think about being green? And I was projecting the color that I see, which is green. Oh, so you were telling me what it was. So yeah, I kind of yeah. missed. Yeah. And like it says, great, because in the fall it likes yellow. Mm-hmm. Yellow is great too, mm-hmm. but less great. <laughs> <laughs> because you just told it it's going to die soon. <laughs> yes. I said, oh, and you're falling off. It's like, oh, Uh-oh. yeah, yellow is less great. <laughs> so... Exercise that side of your brain. Allow these informations in, but not 
you know, not victim information, but different concepts of reality information. Yeah. Things that maybe not have been exposed to, um, you know, allow them to start. And it's like then the student is ready, the teacher will appear kind of thing. Mm -hmm. When you're open to this information, you'll start to be able to see that it's, yeah. it's like one after the other after the other. I'm actually shocked and surprised in a sense that each few days, the higher side boys having more and more and more interesting conversations with all of these people who exist on the planet and have existed here decades, for decades and decades stuff. and decades <laughs> talking about their stuff. And they're, I don't even never heard of any of these people know, or their concepts. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was fairly well, you know, educated around those exposed things. to mm -hmm. this type of information. Mm -hmm. And I am. And yeah. yet I'm also uh -huh. becoming more so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when there's Ooh. that many options, that mm -hmm. means there's that many ways for you to pick it also. One of the things that I wanted to point out before we close yeah. is that the question of how do you feed that other reality, how do you feed the low frequency stuff? It is through your emotions mainly and your thoughts and actions too. But if you feel angry and righteous, you're feeding it. If you're attacking it, you're feeding it. And yeah. it's not about not being emotional or, or like being like a robot. It's about processing your righteousness and then responding in a way that is true to your frequency. And your frequency is high frequency, it's creative, it is expansive, it's very loving. That's the energy that you are. doesn't mean love your enemy because then they'll become a good person. It doesn't mean that at all. Right. It means that you don't step into their game of righteousness and aggression and attack. You don't do that at an emotional level, mental level, physical level, verbal. You don't do it. If you find yourself going there, just take a deep breath, count to ten before you respond. Right. Because all that anger and energy or righteousness energy that feeds that paradigm, it feeds it. So don't feed the beast. And you know what? Whatever you say in that state of righteousness is going to make no difference to the other person at all. It's not going to make them change their mind. It's just going to make them more righteous themselves and just feed the beast too. So, yeah. That's what when I mean don't feed it, right? Or become like a savior or a martyr or all those type of things. Don't feed that. Yeah, so... Or an active participant in low-frequency things. <laughs> So when you say, what comes next? There's a lot of different nexts. Yeah. And uh, allow the nexts to happen at the same time as you're allowing nexts to happen. Be preparing and making your own next mm -hmm. as best you can without, I guess, interfering with other people's next. Is that kind of what you're saying? I mean, you're not going to not interfere because, in yeah, you get engaged and interfere all the time, but it's not like you engage in a negative way, right? Or interfere in a kind of righteous way. Because we are connected. We're all one species. We're not like living in an island of just one person. So, um... How do you hold your tongue? Or I guess, um, if you, if you're 
aware of the plot, the scheme, you know, basically the plot line, what's coming, and basically how the split gets done and engaged in a lot of ways with a lot of people. How do you not say anything? And if you do say something, and that doesn't seem better. Well, how, like, like, give me an example. An Somebody example. tells you what? Somebody says, hey, man, I just got this blah, blah thing, injection, and I don't think it was a great idea. I don't feel good anymore. You're probably right. You're probably right. I'm sorry, you're not feeling well. It is true, right? <laughs> yeah. It's probably that's it. right. That's it. That's your level of engagement. It's easy to say and uh, hypothetical, but what no. if it's your um, it's daughter? Not, it's not like easy to say in a hypothetical either. Well, it is easier to say in a hypothetical because it's a hypothetical nobody. But if it's a, what if that hypothetical somebody is your daughter or your son? Mm -hmm. The same thing. Or your wife. Mm -hmm. Same thing. That's Someone that you've you been do. talking to for a year or more and trying to talk to the wall and make it gray. Mm -hmm. And they had still a white wall and they went ahead and did it anyway. I understand your decision. Thank you for telling me. So how do you plan the future? What do you mean? Well, let's say it's your wife or your husband. You get your your documents in order. <laughs> right, I know. That's what I mean is you get your documents in order and stuff. But you know, you you're, change acting, your will. <laughs> you're acting with the knowledge of what's likely to come from it. Uh -huh. And it may Maybe... be they're just really, really, really sick. And now you have to take care of someone who's really, really sick. Oh, you can divorce them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you see what that. I'm saying. It's just like you Either know, it's very high likely this is going to be the outcome. Yeah. So you plan ahead. If you knew, what would you do? You plan ahead. You know, there's no real point in having the conversation with them except no. for you know. I mean, what what can you say? You can start. You can start preparing yourself. Right. So preparing for that possibility, yeah. the probability or possibility even. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I suppose that's the same kind of thing is what do you do next? You still have to wait for the eventuality to happen, but you don't have to wait for that eventuality to have prepared for it. Right. And what type of the preparedness is something you can do right now? Like love them like Love them to pieces. pieces. Maybe go on a vacation yeah, that you have been putting presents. off forever. Yeah. Tell them you love them because you have them for a while. Yeah. 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 Those are good things to do. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait for that. No. You don't. Just do that now. Just do it. So that's what you do next. Mm -hmm. Now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's cleared everything up. I have so too. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many possibilities of what's next, right? Can you give us a short list or are we done? Plant your garden. Okay. Uh, make sure you know where your water is. Okay. And um, step into the river and stop holding onto the edges and oh, look yeah. around yourself yeah. and see who's with you and celebrate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. See who's <laughs> with you and celebrate. Celebrate that you've uh, found a tribe <laughs> yeah 
Those Tribe the sitting right there. Of that Hopi yeah. uh, person, elder. Hopi who nobody knows who he was. <laughs> who said it? All right, we'll just keep on keeping on. Yep, we will. Okay, honey. I feel like 90% complete. Okay. There's still 10%. Mm-hmm. Well, so, 10% mesmerized. <laughs> I think maybe 10% is mesmerized. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to take it on another day. Okay. Okay. I love you, honey. I love you too, darling.